Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. Cindy Riggs is an internationally renowned Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant. Cindy has been practicing professionally since 1997, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Welcome back to the From Beyond podcast. Welcome back, Jeffrey. Hey, good uh, good to be talking with you. Happy New Year's to you. Yes, it is New Year's Day 2024. We're actually recording this on New Year's Day, which I think is perfect because we're going to talk about some stuff that can help people move into a new year. It doesn't matter what day it is. We can start a new year any day. Mm-hmm. And it's also Mercury's going direct today. So that's also something that the astrology people will enjoy. Yeah, 100%. No, and I appreciate that. Like, I, I think sometimes we focus too much on, well, if I wait till January, like, you're right, you don't have to start a new year at, at January 1st, like you can do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. But um, for the sake of folks who do like to start with calendars, perfect day to do a podcast, I think. Right, right. And I called it command a pod, because we're going to talk about command manifestation mm-hmm. some more. And I'd like to focus on blocks today because that's kind of toward the beginning of the book. And, you know, if you want to start something new, if you want to start a new habit, if you want to start a new routine, if you want to change anything in a positive way about yourself, you might want to look at what's blocking you. 100%. And what a perfect day. As I know, we, we have plenty of folks listening that are going to be thinking about New Year's resolutions and maybe not that verbiage, but what I want to change to start yeah. this new year and, and how do I want to uh, do things a little bit differently. Right. New Year's intentions, I like to say, <laughs> instead of resolutions, mm-hmm. which sound sometimes daunting. But um, I wanted to start by talking about the ego because I've got 18 different blocks in this book mm-hmm. or 18 different sections of blocks, but really they're all, they're all one thing and they are all the ego. Mm-hmm. So um, because some aren't still sure what ego means, there are different definitions of ego. And I recently had somebody in my office that said, well, I just thought ego was when somebody was being full of themselves or egotistical. And yeah, that's one, one of many, many manifestations of ego. (laughs) Um, But the ego is essentially the dual self, the inner critic, the devil inside the bully or the terrorists in our head. And I got terrorists in our head from you. Yeah. My favorite. Yeah. Um, it is responsible for keeping us safe or the concept of safe. And it's responsible for the fight, flight, freeze mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's basically responsible for all things negative and for all blocks that a person might have. So I would say that 98% of the people that come into my office say, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Something's blocking me. And I don't immediately say, well, it's your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just fix that it'll be fine you know yeah right because because first they have to understand what they're doing or what's happening to them and so i think it's important to understand that we are two selves Mm -hmm. the ego and the true self or the soul Mm -hmm. and it's the ego that's the problem and because it certainly wants our attention oh it does (laughs) always (laughs) wants our attention 
oh yeah. And people will say, yeah, but my mind is telling me, I'm like, why are you listening to your mind? <laughs> it could tell you all at once. Right. <laughs> You're not it listening. Me. It stops talking, right? <laughs> right. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, because if you read command manifestation, commanding manifestation, yes. I mean, you'll learn that the mind is only a very small percentage of your total wisdom. And to listen to the mind is so very limited. So beliefs are the first thing that I talk about as a block in mm -hmm. the book. And I have found that what people believe blocks them more than any of these other blocks because sure. most of these other blocks are also beliefs. Yeah. And this is, this is a, one of the few times a year where that belief system is in play. Right. So when Christmas comes, we have a certain set of beliefs, right? Right. And I appreciate how you've written this because people's beliefs sometimes collide around this time of year, depending sure. on maybe even what, Christian faith that you prescribe to, right? That's right. And different interpretations of the Bible mm -hmm. that those conversations can cause anxiety, which is, as, as you say in your book, is the ego wanting to resolve things really quickly, right? It wants a, it wants a quick yeah. solution. It wants to blow past any thought processes because obviously the ego having you think is not a good thing for the ego, right? But even something as simple as... I have to get a gift for this person or I haven't done bought right by them. Like all those kind of things are just part of that belief system that causes that anxiety that causes your ego to be winning during a certain time winning. of year. It's totally on display, totally on display. Right. Yep. Yep. It is. It always wants to win and it wants to be right. And that's when, you know, I see posts that it's Merry Christmas, not happy holiday. Well, okay. Okay, if you want to hold fast to that and be mm -hmm. angry about something and try to be right about something, then you're in your ego and you're not in a space for manifesting something new or commandifesting something new. You're mm -hmm. not, no. if you have to be right. Well, in one of your quotes of the book, which I know is one of your favorites, talks about most people would rather be certain that they're miserable than risk being happy, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Here's all the evidence why I'm miserable. This and this and this, and <laughs> you're doing this wrong. And I don't like the way you say this or do this or whatever. Wow. And that's, that's energizing. The ego loves that. Mm -hmm. The ego loves that adrenaline of, Ooh, I gotta be right. And I gotta prove myself. Mm -hmm. 100%. No, no. Or you could just be happy <laughs> or you could just be at peace because yeah. when you're at peace, then you can really create something new. 100%. I have a former yeah. colleague who had a great way of looking at, at that duality, if you will, the, the ego wanting to be right. And he would always say, I like what I like and you like what you like. And I found that to be what works really well in the spiritual world because yeah. it's accepting, it's allowing, it is, it is putting the ego aside to say there's more than one way to look at something, which the ego doesn't like that very much, right? Nope. But like the whole concept of I like what I like and you like what you like solves so many things, right? It does. It's a win-win. hundred percent. It's absolutely a win-win. Um, and so I do talk about religious and spiritual beliefs mm -hmm. in this section. And I'm actually going to quote from page 27. When it comes to religion or spiritual beliefs, one must decide what feels uplifting and peaceful, not what causes feelings of guilt or fear. Mm -hmm. 
that's how you know when you're aligned and you'll understand what that means if you read on but then healing yeah. is the next block were you going to say something well one of my favorite things that you say is like when you're having those thoughts come from your head is to ask are you from the light because that just that solves that stuff immediately right that yep. those those thoughts from the terrorist in your head go silent if you say are you from the light is that right. from the light? Because if it's not a statement of love, like I, I'm, I've gotten pretty good at recognizing the voice in my head talking and going, that's not a love statement. That's supposed to make me scared. And I'm not listening to you. Like just being able to identify the tone, the verbiage, the right. feeling. If it makes you scared, if it makes you anxious, okay, that's not coming from the right spot. That's that's coming from the ego. It's not coming from the, the source. It's not coming from love. Right. And then that's interesting. That, that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to stay with this because I have people say, well, I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. I've always had anxiety. Okay. What is this? What is this anxiety? Can we extract it from the body and look at it under a microscope? We can't. So what is this thing you believe you have mm -hmm. that a doctor diagnosed, which is fine. I'm not saying you don't, mm -hmm. but do you want to keep having it? Because you're pretty attached to it if you say I have it mm -hmm. or I have always had it. And therefore I must keep having it. Yeah. Well, that goes back to your statement of I'd rather really know that I'm miserable than chance being happy. Right. Right. Make right. Make a choice. And I, you know, I know people who, who have anxiety and, and I get that concept. Like I said, I'm not, we're not here to you know tell a doctor they're misdiagnosing or that they're not. But Absolutely at the same time, there's a, there's a mental component to this. Like there is a choice component because that is the, the greatest power we're given, right? As humans, is the power of choice. And I'm always impressed by folks who get diagnosed that way and they start thinking along the lines I was just talking about, which is, is that statement coming from a place of love or is it supposed to scare the crap out of me? And if mm -hmm. it's scaring me right now, is it making me anxious or making me fearful? Then you know what? That's got to go. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to pay attention to this thing over here. It makes me happy or makes me feel right. Better. And anxiety is truly an addiction to adrenaline. Mm -hmm. It is. Because unfortunately, adrenaline is the same chemical we, we produce when we're in trauma or mm -hmm. when we're in bliss. Mm -hmm. And so I, the, the brain and the body get confused. Oh, yeah. And then we stay in that anxious state right. in order to generate more of that. And that takes me into the healing, which is the second section mm -hmm. of the blocks. It's like, what do you believe healing means? Like, if and, and even sometimes if you're focused on the word healing, you're really focused on the problem. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I, like with little kids... And I've got my own too. With little kids, like when they scrape their knee, um, you can help that thing heal. You can put some Neosporin on, you put a Band-Aid on, all that stuff. But if, if the kids decide they're going to pick at it because they're curious about what's going to happen if they pick at it, uh -huh. you end up back in the same spot, right? To me, it's the same thing in your mind that, okay, like I ignored that for a minute and I'm over here doing this, but then it starts knocking on my head again. I'm like looking back over there. Well, you just pulled scab off, right? <laughs> kind of deal. Right. right. Yeah. So to me, healing can be a temporary process that you go through again and again and again, or you can, uh, I'll use a medical term, you can cauterize that thing off and be done with it 
right. and move on and make, make the choice of that's not going to bother me anymore type of deal. And it takes time. It takes practice. And we're certainly not saying that you can flip a switch and, and make it happen. But at the same time, I've seen it happen. I've seen people make right. this. I have so tired of dealing with X yeah. that they're like, I'm done with this. Like they just finally get to a point where it just has overloaded and you're like, done. Yeah. I used to have a real food sensitivity to broccoli. I could not eat broccoli without having a lot of horrible symptoms. And one day I just decided that's, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to start eating broccoli and I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I am, but you know, if you have a serious health issue, we're not suggesting that you don't take care of that. No, not at all. No. Not at all. We're not here to um, not here to, to prescribe or to act like we have a medical degree. But um, the yeah. mind is a powerful thing, and it's that's what holistic medicine is about, right? Is using your mind to help take right. care of things that are of bother. Right, and I am a holistic health professional, but I don't do a lot of medical stuff. But I work with the mind, and I, that's where it all comes from. The brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's where it all originates. No matter how long we have believed something, no matter how long something has been a thing. I think I told this story in another podcast, but I love it. When I was little, my grandpa took me for a walk in the woods. He picked, he picked a leaf of poison ivy and he mm -hmm. showed it to me. He said, this is poison ivy. And he rubbed it on my arm. And he said, now you'll never get it. And I've never had it. Hmm. Powerful stuff. <laughs> because he programmed my mind yeah that's wild thank you grandpa riggs yeah thank you grandpa riggs that's awesome stuff yeah. so uh needs wants and attachments beliefs are attachments mm -hmm. obviously so needs wants and attachments are the next section we've talked at great depth about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think we could probably skip over this a little bit, but whatever, whatever you're attached to, you're really pushing away. Yeah. You're really making things harder for yourself. And this is another time of year where that can happen a ton because people get attached to, I've got to buy a gift for, or I've got to have this party and it's got to be this. Like they get attached to these, these concepts that, that, end up actually causing anxiety in a, in a time of year. They're supposed to be blissful, joyful, a celebration, right? So Right. Like thinking back to previous holidays when your parent was alive or when your grandparent was alive or, you know, the the traditions you used to have or the things you used to eat and we have to eat that same thing or you mm -hmm. don't have to anything. Yeah. I, I think I've told you a little bit about um uh, a cranberry dish that my great grandmother um, on my father's side used to make. And we saw the recipe and um, how my daughter had, had pulled that off on Thanksgiving while we were obviously out working that day. But um, it, to me, if those traditions bring you joy, you get excited about them. That's one thing. Yes. But like if she was, if I came in and she happened to, and she didn't do this, but if she, if I'd, she'd have come, if I'd have come in and she would have been like, man, I don't know if this is good as, as Mims, which was her nickname. Uh -huh. Like I've been like, man, don't even bother then go with your own recipe. Cause like, that doesn't make any sense. But she was excited. She was like, I did this. And I know this was like really, really cool stuff. And to right. me, that's right. that need one attachment thing flipped on its head. Uh, I'm going to run towards this and I'm going to make it happen versus 
man, I hope I don't screw this up. But just really, to me, it's as simple as that going back to the love fear thing. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something, you want to do something or you feel like you need to do something or you're attached to it and it's not making you feel good, man, you got to really, to me, you got to stop and think about that. And then that power of choice is involved of, you're going to make a choice to, to be happy. You're going to make a choice to not let that stress you out at an awesome time of year, right? Right, right. And that leads right into the next section, trapped in the familiar. <laughs> you know, like, I can't see any other way, or this is the only way it can be done, or it's always been like this. Mm-hmm. That's trapped in the familiar. The next section is excuses or the buts. And I love when people say, well, I really love my job, but, or I love my partner, but it's like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you're about to say what you really feel. Mm-hmm. Any Anytime the word but surfaces, we might as well be saying, I refuse. Mm-hmm. Or... I'm about to announce my attachment. That's why I'm like, give me your butts. Give yeah. me all your butts. Because yep. that's where you're going to tell me what we can work on. Right. 100%. That's a great way to look at that. And it's interesting. That's one of my favorite sections of Hidden Language Codes, the book. Yes. Talking about what that word does to the energy field and what how it responds to you when you put a butt in there. Um, the same with the the concept of hoping versus trusting, right? When you say, I hope this happens versus I trust this happened. You know, it's just the nuances right. of, right. I love my job, but when I start thinking that way, I'm in my mind going, okay, I love my job. And if there's something that I could work on, like turning it into an opportunity versus a, a, an attachment, right? Because right. to me, as soon as you change it from but to and, to me, to me, now you've taken ownership of it. Like now you own that concept instead of being attached to it and, and being um, quote unquote owned by it. Right. It reminds me of improv where you always say yes. And right. I love my job and <laughs> I'm going to make it better this year. Mm-hmm. Or I love my job and I'm going to really, really appreciate it and be grateful for it today. Because that's going to change your energy. But but is like slamming on the brakes and just mm-hmm. turn the car around and going back from where you came from. Right. Almost invalidates that first, first part of the sentence for sure. Yeah. And then the next section is worry. Oh, <laughs> worry is when I get my little finger puppets out in the office or in a lecture. Mm-hmm. And I demonstrate how worry is such a waste of energy. First of all, you're losing your energy by worrying. And you're broadcasting or transmitting negative energy toward the person or thing you're worrying about. It's just damaging for both parties. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean it's just about people. But then I have people who say, well, I'm a worrier. I've always been a worrier. So we have a belief there. We have worry. We have attachment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's all ego. Mm -hmm. Yep. The worry broadcasts energy out and the universe responds, right? Sends that That's stuff right, right back and gives yeah, you more here you go. We're going to support you in worrying more. Mm-hmm. And I, I, your ego, am going to give you more ideas of things to worry about, mm-hmm. more what ifs. Yep. I don't know if you remember the, um, the children's books. They were just little paperbacks. They were probably about five by five square books. Mr. Bossy, Mr. Speedy, 
Mr. Worry. Well, my mom gave me that book when I was younger. It was Mr. Worry. And like, I look at that now and I'm like, man, I get it now. Like, I understand what that, what she was trying to do, just using a children's book. But like, the fact that she identified that so early in me, I think it was really comical. But um, it's, it is something that I have had to work on as an adult, for sure, projecting into the future and saying, man, if this doesn't happen, or man, if this does happen, like that kind of stuff. Right. That, that whole concept of not being present, not being 10 toes down, as we like to say in our, our program. Um, being where you're at, being where your feet are, like that, that worry concept certainly can block you from getting where you want to be for sure. Right. And worry is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I hear people say, well, I'm a mother. I have to worry. What? <laughs> Who told you that? Yeah. What sort of belief in attachment? <laughs> and <laughs> so, so I finally, when they say my mother told me that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Because they probably did. Yeah, something like that, right? Punishment is the next section. And I only have two paragraphs there, but it's really about self-punishment, like punishing ourselves because beating ourselves up, you know. Guilt. Like you know, we've talked about that ad nauseum uh, as it relates to the concept of religion and and uh, people feeling guilty for not, quote unquote, doing the right thing. Um, right. Yeah. And, um, and that's hard when it comes to sports, uh-huh. 100%. you know, you make a bad play or you make a bad turn. Like if you're a race car driver or, you know, like whatever it is, you don't catch the ball. You don't throw the ball, right. You don't kick the ball, right. How, you know, you can't stay in that. Mm-hmm. That's going to block you and you're not going to catch the next one or throw the next one. Yeah. The best players in, in football who play, on the defensive side of the ball are the ones who can forget the play previous, no matter what happens. And that's something we use in our program, which is next play, play the next play, play the next play. Like just trying to train our guys to remember whatever has happened, can't do anything about it. Play the next play. Right. And when I was a sport driver driving racetracks, road courses, um, I'd had, they'd say, the next corner, the next corner. Mm-hmm. You you don't even think about that last corner. You gotta you gotta think about the next turn. Hundred percent. You gotta be that present. And I'm so grateful that I had that experience for many years because it really taught me how to be present. Mm-hmm. And that's really the key to overcoming 100%. the ego. Um, mm-hmm. Deservedness and fairness is the next section in our blocks chapter. And it's like, what do you believe you deserve? Yeah. Our, our society does a number, I think, on people. Yep. Um, yep. People whose egos, quote, the, the ego that you were talking about earlier, the egos that are inflamed and say, I'm better than you, <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes have a, a great impact on people who don't have the best self-esteem to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and their idea of, well, I, I don't deserve to whatever the case may be. It could be as simple as I don't deserve to make enough money to take care of my family. Like it's sad that people would even think that, but like there are folks out there who do, you know, and and what people think is fair. Like it's, to me, it's pretty comical at times. uh, Some of the things that people say, it's not fair. Fair. Um, I know. I hear that a lot. It's like, well, life isn't fair. So why do you expect it to be? 
Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it is what it is. Like we're we're here to learn. We're here to grow. Like we're not here to to cruise through. And and typically the people who want to cruise through are the ones who will kibitz about fairness or kibitz about I don't want to work this hard or I don't need to learn it. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, I think we forget a lot that we've been put on this earth to learn, to grow, to face challenges, to get better. We weren't put here to do that. We put ourselves here to do yeah, that. Yeah, that's true too. You know, like Great nobody point. put us here. You need to learn something. Mm-hmm. We can't, our souls mm-hmm. designed this whole thing, yep. created the blueprint and said, this is what I'd like to experience. This is what I'd like to learn. This is what I'd like to overcome. And especially I want to forget everything about what I really am so that I can go through the process of remembering again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's the spiritual path. Great reminder, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> reminder. Right. So whatever you believe you deserve is what you deserve. And mm-hmm. so if you want more in your life, believe you deserve more because there is no spirit consciousness in all of the multiverse that decides what you deserve. That's your free will. Mm-hmm. And that might be contrary to somebody's belief but I'm sorry, but I just said, but yeah, the butts are back. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that means I'm about to explain myself. Yes. That may, that may be contrary to someone's belief. And I have a different experience based on what I have heard from the spirit world for mm-hmm. nearly 30 years. So, So the next section we're going to talk about is money. And this will be our last section. We're about halfway through the blocks Mm -hmm. that I have listed in the book Uh, just for time. We'll do the next half Mm -hmm. in the next podcast. And so I think that we ought to just read the chapter. I'll say just given our our conversations and the time of year, like this is a perfect one for this time of year. Um, One of the stresses I think that people go through is the whole idea of having money to purchase gifts or take people to dinner or provide uh, some sort of opportunity and the kind of stress and anxiety that ends up coming from money this time of year. Because I can tell you as a parent, always want my kids to have whatever it is they want for Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And always want to, you know, invite people over and throw a really great party. I want people to, to walk away going, man, that was fun. I'm glad I got to do that. So you stress yourself over those kind of things. Um, I think it's a perfect one to wrap up today with, um, given that it is New Year's and starting to reflect on how the, the holiday season went. And all oh, sure. Things. So, sure. Uh, and I think it'd be great to read. I mean, as a former educator, why not, right? Okay. <laughs> read loud sure. in class. So um, why don't we just... Uh take turns with paragraphs sounds good well since you're the host i think it would be appropriate for you to lead off okay so money sigh (laughs) what a powerful collective consciousness we have with such a large percentage of individuals contributing their fearful thoughts about the expression of the god source we call money well money is just energy like everything else in vishnu speaks vishnu stated quote money attracted from your lower self your ego Your lower vibrational frequency holds that same energy within it. So it continues to attract more experiences of hardship in order to continue replenishing it. Money attracted from your true self, your highest vibrational energy, 
holds that energy within it. So it continues to attract more experiences of effortless abundance. Vishnu also gave me this analogy. Have the same attitude about money as you have about ice cream. You know you love it. You know it's available everywhere. You just don't know where you will get it the next time you enjoy it. In the science of getting rich, we are reminded that the consciousness of money, yes, all energy has consciousness, wants to be with us and support us so we can do more, get more, and express more with it. It wants to create and have adventures just like we do. And like us, it is always also seeking further expression. Retraining the brain about money can take focus and repetition, or whatever you believe, replace fearful thoughts and thoughts of lack with that ice cream attitude and generate feelings of positive excitement in order to magnetize it to you. And then I also mentioned that in chapter 10, they'll learn how to command a fested even more powerfully. Right. So... Those are just some blocks to think about. I think those are important ones that mm -hmm. people can think about right now. And especially whatever you believe is true. Mm -hmm. If you don't like what's going on in your life, believe something else. Yep. 100%. And then you're on your way to command manifestation. So we hope everyone enjoyed our command a pod today. The command course, pod is good. <laughs> Commandifestation, Commanding Manifestation by me, Cindy Riggs, is available on Amazon, and there's also a Kindle version. There will be an audio, audible version in the future, and of course, they're available from me, signed copies available from me from cindyriggs.com. Jeffrey, thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and to you. I appreciate it as always being a part of this awesome podcast. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you and thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.